This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up. With the Successpert, award-winning financial educator, wealth expert, speaker, and author, Alfred Edmund Jr. And your co-host, life coach and author, D. Marshall. It's Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up. Welcome back. You're listening to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. I'm here with my partner, D.C. Marshall, the one and the only. And this topic that we're talking about today is right up her alley. It's her heart. Black women owned businesses. What's happening with them? Um, and we have a fantastic guest to talk about this subject. Um, someone, a, a great friend of mine. So you're going you to hear a little reunion when she comes on. Um, the Honorable Suzanne Johnson Cook is coming on to talk about it um, with us, with the Global Black Women Chamber of Commerce, new organization she just founded. She's the CEO. Dee, how excited are you about this new organization that's going to support Black women business owners? You know what? I'm about to jump out of my chair. And the reason why is because my mastermind buddies and I were just having this conversation. Do you know uh, Fly Girl, Bernice? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's spoken at some of these Black Enterprise events. She's fantastic. So she, we're mastermind buddies. And we were just having this conversation about why isn't there anything for Black women, Black women business owners? We mm. are certified. We're WeBank certified, NMSDC certified, NGLCC, WOS. I mean, we have certifications on top of certifications. So, um, and so we identified the gap. And so to have the Honorable Susan Johnson Cook, Sujay, um, to found this organization, what is it, found or find? What's the word? Found. 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 found, <laughs> found. To have her found um, this organization is, is right. Um, it's needed. But you know what, Alfred? It's also timely because yes. of where we are historically in terms of having a conversation and being bold and unapologetic about being black and not just of color, not diverse, not minority. No, I'm black. I'm not minority. I'm not of color. I'm, I'm black for, I'm a black woman. So I am excited to have the conversation. Um, I want to hear her insight about, you know, it looks all saucy, glossy. The fact that we are the largest and the fastest growing segment of, of entrepreneurs. So I'm looking forward to this. You know what else? The, the, the other element that makes this exciting? Global. Global. Oh, yes. 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 Global. We're talking about black women business owners from all across the globe. And I think that yeah. almost sets the bar and sets the, the opportunity even above what we expect of a traditional chamber of commerce, black yeah. or that, I, I think that's really exciting. That's that's huge. But you know what, Sujay, um, I don't know if you remember, but she got a presidential appointment um, when Barack Obama was in office. And so yeah. she had a global presence. So it'll be really interesting to hear her talk about um, you know, the why and and uh, for the organization, which we already know, but the global piece. And I think she was well positioned. You know, even as we're talking about this, there's already so much to learn from her feeling a need, right, uh, in terms of Black women, 
Um, and also her leveraging uh, her influence and her access globally, because she was like an international ambassador of faith, faith yeah. or something like that. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember that. I do yeah. remember that. Yeah. But listen, let's, let's hold that thought because now I'm really excited. We'll <laughs> be right back. You're listening to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. We'll be back with our guest, Susan Johnson Cook. It's your guide to living an abundant life. Be lifted up. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. And I'm DC Marshall. Join our conversation right here on HUR Voices, Sirius XM, channel 141. And we're back. It's Be Lifted Up. I am DC Marshall, and he is Alfred Edmund Jr. And today on this show, we're talking about Black women business owners and what challenges and opportunities do Black women business owners face? That's the question, but we're bringing in the answer. Um, (laughs) And um, yep, she is the Honorable uh, Susan Johnson Cook. Many of you, some of you may even remember her or know her as Sujay. I mean, she has such a significant footprint um, across the globe, across across the planet. Um, I think she might say she lives at the intersection of business and faith, right? She's a faith leader and pastor and um, all, an all-around woman, um, Black girl magic. Well, I don't know if you can say pastor and Black girl magic in the same sentence. So <laughs> I, I, say, I say Black woman power, and, okay. and I'm going to have my little reunion moment because when I was in my beginning of my career in Brooklyn as a journalist, I mean, it's been so long since I've seen you. I'm so glad to see you. I can't believe how much I missed you. So uh, I'm just so glad you could be on the show. And you're perfect for a show that's about the intersection of faith and finance and business, which the show is all about. So I'm so glad you're on the show. Well, thank you. I'm so glad to see both of you. I've watched both of your careers. I've you know, just seen you glow and grow and sow into others. So this is my honor to be with you. And I want to give a shout out to Gwen Franklin and all of those who make sure that this show is possible. But I just thank you for the invitation. It's my delight to be with you. That is so great. So listen, D and I are like jumping out of our seats. <laughs> This is, yes. the, this is the, the time has come for an organization like this. Yes. Um, totally. So talk about the genesis of, of, of why this organization and how you founded this organization. Great. Um, thank you so much. I'm jumping out of my seat, too. Now you have a seat to jump into at the table. <laughs> so, you know, I'm a third generation Black woman business owner. So um, my mother was Dorothy C.J. Johnson. Uh, so we know Madam C.J. Walker to Dorothy C.J. Johnson to Ambassador C.J. So we have my great my grandmother was a seamstress. And then my mother was uh, built a business, a watch guard security agency, which is still the longest running family owned business in the Bronx, New York. It's in its 58th year. It was birthed in the basement of our home in the Bronx. And the timing of my parents was just so wonderful because it was right when the riots were starting after the Martin Luther King situation. And so they needed a watch guard, a patrolman with a a billy club and some had guns, but they needed people to stop the looting, which we're seeing all over again. And my parents were ready for the moment. So I think timing is so important. My faith and my finance will have always been intersected because my parents were a parent of, was a family of faith. And so we didn't move without either one. But what they gave me early in life was financial freedom. 
So I was able to go to college without a, a loan. I was able to give my kids their undergrad without a loan. In fact, we got checks to go to school and we learned how to invest in high school. So it, the way that I was able to move and navigate through life, if people didn't treat me right, I didn't have to stay at a job. Mm. Um, and so I got the mindset of, I'm not going to ask for the check. I'm going to learn how to write the check. And I think that makes such a difference in terms of how you move through life. So the Global Black Women's Chamber of Commerce was birthed in faith that the timing for Black women was right, um, the timing for Black women business owners was right, because I began to see how we were growing so rapidly in the United States. And so we were birthed a week before COVID. It wasn't as a result of COVID. We were birthed literally on February 20th. The next wow. weekend they announced you know, COVID was raging. And in the midst of COVID, we had recruitment of members. We had in 90 days, 90 people join, and we created 25 more Black women business owners. So we are there to create, to connect, and to collaborate with Black women business owners all over the world. And so what a time this is. So I would just say my ministry now is wealth and wellness. We are clearly about making profit and being wealthy for generational wealth, the transference of generational wealth. Mm -hmm. So the next generation ha doesn't have to start all over again, but that we can build on our mothers and our mothers and our mothers and our fathers who planted the seed so we could be in this moment. Wow, wealth and wellness is right up our alley. <laughs> it's right up mine too. And Bernice Fly Girl and I spoke on many occasions on the same stage and we've been to each other's home. So please give her my love uh, when you talk to her again. But she's amazing as well. Oh, I will certainly tell her. I, she will be excited to know about this because I promise you we had this conversation on our last Monday. So that was two days ago on our mastermind call about there's nothing or, and she said it. So there's three others. We're a group of five in our yes. mastermind. But she said, have you all ever thought about there is no certification or business network for us? And I said, exactly. I don't know that that's true. I think there's a lot of great things. I just don't think it exists in our space where we play. And we play in the Fortune 500 space. Exactly. There was the U.S. Chamber, there was the U.S. Black Chamber, there's the U.S. Women's Chamber, but there's never been a chamber that focuses solely on Black women-owned businesses. So yeah. that was the gap. I'm a member of all of the others that I just named, but there was never a seat at the table formally for us. We had to kind of get there, but this, you not only sit at the table, you can build the table, you can build your chair and you can just pull it up. So it's really exciting. And it's like you said, it's a time to be a black woman without apology. We're not multicultural. I'm not a woman of color. I am a black woman unapologetically, unashamedly. Talk about the, the, the global aspect of the organization. I mean, a lot of people would say, let's just focus on the U.S., and then when we get a certain point, then, then let's do global or African chapters or Caribbean chapters. Talk about the mindset of saying, no, this needs to be a global initiative. Because this is the 21st century. My position, as you said in your um, introduction, Dee, 
was with the Obama administration. I was the US ambassador at large for international religious freedom. So at large means the whole globe. I had 199 countries in my portfolio. So everywhere that I landed, you know, I had my official designation of what I was supposed to do as a diplomat, but I always looked for the black women. And there are black women all over this globe, certainly in the motherland and the Caribbean, the traditional places, South America, but there are black women in Japan and Saudi Arabia and so I was able to sit with them and they were like, we've got to be together. We've got to do trade. They're black women owning banks and owning oil companies in Africa. Mm -hmm. And so they're looking for other partners who are black women. And so we're like, here we are, ready, set, and able to do business with one another. And when they're, when you don't have the longevity, then we mentor those who are new so that they can also grow. So we say we want to connect, collaborate, celebrate, create businesses, but we also want to help sustain and scale businesses. Mm -hmm. I was running with one of my partners who was a white woman, and she said all of these Black chambers came to her like in New Orleans and said they could never find black women to give business to. She was like, Sujay, you need to do this. And I was like, we're gonna make sure that there are black women that you know about so that when there are contracts that we're able to do that you can give them to us. So we have every level from the solopreneur to the owner of a conglomerate, to those who can do big business with government, to those who just wanna do a one-on-one -on -one thing. I think all of that's important. The key is, that you have ownership and it's your company, which means you can move when you want, how you want. And I think you said it earlier in a show that I was watching that the professional development is important to invest in yourself because you invest in your success and you sometimes fail, but you fail your way to success. And when you have guidance of other sisters and you have the, almost like a union operates in New York, when you have the collaboration of working together and working together, you have much more strength when you walk side by side than when you try to walk alone. Mm. So, you know, and, and, you know, thank you. There's so much in this conversation and uh, so much that we could talk about, but I want to just um, talk through some of the latest numbers around uh, women business owners. So I know, you know, the American Express um, uh, state of women owned businesses report. And so the last report, the 2019 report, um, they reported out 42% of all businesses um, are owned by women. 50% of the businesses are owned by women of color, generating $422 billion in revenue yes. versus white women-owned businesses generating $1.4 in revenue. Um, but 21% of all women-owned businesses are owned by Black women. Yeah. Um, average annual revenue is 24,000 versus 140,000 for all women owned businesses. So there is the largest revenue gap of any other minority owned business group. So I'd love for you to talk about this significant disparity in how black women owned businesses are doing versus all uh, businesses. Yeah, let's, let's jump back to that more deeply after the break. You're listening to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. I'm Alfred Emmy Jr. with DC Marshall. We'll be right back. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network. 
an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, for advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. Hi, I'm Dee Marshall. And I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. Catch us every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on HUR Voices, Sirius XM Channel 141 for VE Lifted Up. Your guide to living an abundant life. And we're back with the Honorable Susan Johnson Cook, Sujay, and the Global Black Women's Chamber of Commerce. Before we went to break, um, I ran down the American Express Open statistics that really just uh, amplified the significant disparities among Black women. So I just wanted, uh, wondered if you could share some insight about why there's such a significant disparity in how Black women businesses or, or um, are doing versus white and women of color in general. Any thoughts? I do have some thoughts. I mean, there is a disparity because we have a uh, lack of access, not only to capital, but to resources in general and mm. opportunities. Um, you know, uh, Bishop Jake says, you know, God gives talent, but man or woman gives opportunities. And so the opportunity network has not been there and it's been closed. So what we find though with black women is that they only not only take care of themselves, but it's their family and their community. We hire and employ more uh, than any other sector. So you're mm -hmm. stretching the limited dollars that we have. So what we're bringing to the table are things like resources. Where can you find not loans, but grants? And it is an opportunity for a black woman to take advantage of the grants that the corporations made a pledge to, to take mm -hmm. care of us. So learning to have a development person, learning to have, know your numbers, because you have to learn how to read a spreadsheet. So one of the investments I did, I didn't go to full business school because I had two careers already, but what I did do was do an executive business program at Howard University and at Tuck Business School at Dartmouth University mm -hmm. so that I could learn my numbers. I 
was a White House fellow in 93, 94. We used to be able to sit with leaders, what black, white, male, female, and Colin Powell was at one of our lunches. But there was a woman named Madeline Cunin, who was the governor of Vermont, who at the time I was White House fellow, was the secretary of education. And as she sat at the seat, she said, women don't always know our numbers. She said, the first thing you need to know how to do is read your spreadsheet. And I took that from that point on and said, I'm going to know my numbers. I'm not going to only know what they are. I'm going to know how how to stretch them and make them and make yep. that access to capital, access to resources, access mm -hmm. to opportunities, which are lower for us. But again, with the collective and the consortium working together, I always say that one and one equals two, except when it's side by side, then it equals 11. So we're looking for woman power walking side by side together. So as, as you move forward, again, you, you started before COVID, but you know, this year, Obviously, you're nav we're navigating an unprecedented environment. Um, wh what do you see as, as let's say, your short-term goals for the organization as we move past this year and into the next year, into the second year of of, of the of the chamber? Great question. Number one, you know, uniting with other chambers, particularly black chambers, so that they those who have been operating already they have strength that we don't have, and they have access to things that we don't have. But again, collectively, we can work together. The second thing is that we're going to have a state of black women in business uh, virtual summit. We're going to have a first in the series of four. The first is going to be December four um, on Zoom, which is, and then we're going to have one in March for Women's History Month. One in June before the summer, and then our anniversary is October 1st, so one in the fall. And the thing that we're going to be doing is running women's businesses on a school year calendar because the woman business owner is not just the business owner. She's the mother. She's the wife. She's the caretaker, the caregiver. And so we want people to have summers off. So you work hard, but you yeah. also learn how to have the work-life balance. And so mm -hmm. as one who's very interested in my ministry of wellness, I want to make sure that we're not only doing the work, but that we're there to enjoy the work that we've done. And that means you have to have life and have it more abundantly, as Jesus said. So for me, it's really about doing not business as usual, but setting up models that are healthy, profitable, yes, but that are healthy for the Black woman. So those are my short-term goals uh, for us to take care of ourselves, but also take care of our communities and make some profit. And I think one of the other things is a mindset shift. You talked about being part of a mastermind. The, and I think it's so important. Somewhere nonprofit leaders have in their mind that we're not supposed to make profit. And so you have people who have generations just trying to get by, scraping to make it. And my thing is we've got to have a mind shift in terms of you're in business to make a profit. And you have to find the niche that does not exist. You take care of it, you provide it, and then you make money for your business and for your service. So a mind shift, and we're going to be doing a lot of webinars, but uh, the state of the Black women, we're so excited about. And I want to invite you to not only join, but yeah. also be part of it. Yes. Yes, yes. No, this you know, is- You hit on one of my passion points about this idea, whether you're a for-profit business or a not-for-profit entity, that neither one of those is a license not to make money. Right, exactly. exactly. It's not for profit. It's not nonprofit. You want to make a profit. You're just de dedicating it to a mission or a cause. And yeah. you're right, and particularly women and, and people of color, we struggle with that idea. We almost think that it's a bad thing, but then we can't serve our missions if we don't have the resources to do it. 
I, as a pastor, I was a pastor for 32 years in inner city New York. And you know, if you don't understand that you have to make profit, then it's not going to only come through tithes and offerings. Because if you're pastoring a people that don't have means, then you're all struggling. So I had to learn how to write grants. I had to learn how to outsource and get places that could help provide for us. But I was at the Clinton Global Initiative. I worked in two presidential administrations. And after President Clinton left office, he has what's called the Clinton Global Initiative every year during the United Nations General Assembly. So I got invited as kind of one of the Clinton alumni. And I'll never forget, you know, to get on the stage, number one, they take a business that's profitable and you have to pledge to help a business that's nonprofit. And they show the check in terms of how much you've pledged. I, that year, Bono pledged $3 billion over an eight year period. And we looked at each other, we like billion. We like, okay. And then we went to these little breakout sessions and we're sitting at lunch and this young white woman has her back to me and she's on with cell phones we're just beginning. And she says, oh, I'm so sorry that I was on the phone, but my family's foundation just gave a million dollars to one of President Clinton's medical initiatives in Africa. And I said, right then, my kids were about to go to high school, I said, we teach our kids to go for the nonprofit and ask for the check. They mm -hmm. teach their kids how to make the profit, form the foundation, and write the check. And mm -hmm. it's just a mind shift thing. So I said, my kids are going to do business, and they're going to learn how to do it more abundantly. And so both of them are doing different businesses, but they're doing well. So what, what, are, what are just three final takeaways you could share with our audience uh, about, about what you're doing and what how they can um, benefit from it? Well, Actually, thank you. Paul, before you answer, I'm going to take yeah. a break and wait, and I'll give you a minute. And when we come back, you could share. This thank is you. Be Lifted Up. We'll be right back. I'm DC Marshall. And I'm Alfred Edwards Jr. Join us and have a conversation on how do you live an abundant life. It's Be Lifted Up every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on HR Voices. Series XM Channel 141. And we're back with the Honorable Sujay. This is Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. And before we went to break, uh, you were just about to give us three takeaways. Um, and so I just want to let you have the floor. What what advice can you give um, us and, and for women who might be plugged in here? Well, thank you so much. Well, the Global Black Women's Chamber of Commerce, the first chamber that deals solely with women-owned businesses, can be found at globalblackwomencc, which stands for chamberofcommerce.org, globalblackwomencc.org. We welcome you. You can be a founding member and come grow with us. We can't dot every I and cross every T, but we know how to provide resources, opportunities, and networking to you. I'll never forget when I saw Beyonce when she was building her music company. She said, not only did I not have a seat at the table. She said, I had to build a table, get the wood, and finally I could sit down. So I say this, the hand, it used to be the hand that rocks the cradle, rocks the world. We say the hand that can build the table and take home the profit rocks the world. So I want you to build your table, build whatever your business is, and we're going to rock the world. You have a place, you have a home where beautiful, bold Black women to connect, celebrate, be a consortium, a collective, and we want you. So God bless you and God bless America. All right. Oh, wow. It like you got some speaking experience. <laughs> a little. I took it from D. <laughs> 
Thank well, you so much for joining us on the show today. Oh, it's my honor and my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you again for the invitation, Gwen, and all of you who put this show together. It's my pleasure. Well, we're excited for uh, uh, the Global Business Women's Chamber of Commerce. Uh, I am certainly already over here on the bat line uh, looking at the chamber um, because I'm a black, uh, you know, I run a business. I happen to be black. So that means I own and have a black owned business. And so I'm, I'm really excited. And you're global. Let's not forget that. And I'm global. I'm global. I am global. I am global. global. In fact, we're working on a number of things. What I didn't share with Sujay, but when we get together again, I'll share. You know, um, our my company really expanded in during COVID, and some of the work that we do is working specifically with um, women of color business owner programs and initiative with some of the corporate players. So um, this conversation was certainly uh, valuable for me and encouraging just because we're in the work. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited that there are more programs for women of color and black women in particular. I don't well, mind women color, but black women in particular. Well, I was kind of dedicated programming. What you said about even you know organizing their their programming around the school year this is not a you know a, a black chamber or a general market chamber that's squeezing black women kind of in where they can fit in this is really custom designed for black women in, yeah. in a way that takes into account their needs their values their culture their their goals dreams and wishes that may overlap with the other chambers but it's still very very unique to this group and and it's a long time over, I mean, coming because, again, this is the fastest growing entrepreneur group in the country, regardless of race. And, 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 and finally, you have an organization that's really designed to serve your needs and, and therefore serving all of our needs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it. This is Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. And we will be right back. It's your guide to living an abundant life. Be lifted up. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. And I'm DC Marshall. Join our conversation right here on HUR Voices Sirius XM Channel 141. You've been listening to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. We just had a great show. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. with DC Marshall. D. Susan Johnson Cook just really lit up the show in a way that was so important for us today. Absolutely. And I'm excited about the organization that she founded this year, Global Black Women's Chamber of Commerce. So for um, for anybody plugged in here, you know, this is a show about faith and finance and living an abundant life. And so this is a resource. We just introduced you to a global resource. So if you are a woman in business or maybe an aspiring uh, woman in, uh, wanting to go into business or you have a family member um, and you want to connect them to the Global Black Women's Chamber of Commerce, please do. And also continue to, to chime in and continue to plug in to this show. And I am DC Marshall. He's Alfred Edmund Jr. You can find us everywhere online at uh, Be Lifted Up Radio. Everywhere online. Did I get that right, Alfred? You sure did. The letter B, Lifted Up Radio on all social platforms. Look for us and we'll provide more resources. Thanks for listening. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network. 
an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.